Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 24, The Dark Side of Self-Improvement. Hey, smart human. Today, I want to dive into something I've been noticing a lot in my coaching sessions, which I call the dark side of self-improvement. It sounds so great, doesn't it? Self-improvement is actually horrible. Because you're constantly bombarded by messages that you can have a better life, which, by the way, is usually true. You can have a better life. But what all these messages suggest is that it's conditional, that you need to improve before you can breathe out, relax, have that better life, enjoy yourself, and so on. And self-improvement messaging makes you believe that in order to have a great life, you need to, for example, become a morning person, write every day, work out before 7 a.m., learn to plan, and so on and so forth, right? You need to basically morph into something that right now you are not. In order to have a better life, you need to become better, which then, when you turn it around, becomes, you can't have a great life right now because you suck. And it's when our brain buys into this that it actually starts working against us rather than for us. Remember, our brain isn't very smart. <laughs> Listen, you have a smart mind, I know. But the brain, you really have to direct it very carefully, right? Because it will start working on the assumption that you're broken, you need to constantly work to fix yourself and that you won't feel good until you reach your goals. And, you know, this is already bad enough in itself because these aren't very fun beliefs to carry around. But there's more. At this point, lots of us get into a kind of abusive relationship with ourselves. We don't even need an outsider to treat us like crap. We take on the role of slave driver and try to beat ourselves towards our goal, towards our better selves, right? The improved version, which then results in, you've probably guessed it, even less confidence and self-esteem. Hello, vicious cycle of self-deprecation through self-improvement. This is how it works. You don't get to feel okay in the moment because you've bought into the idea that you need to be fixed before you can feel good. You don't need to, you don't get to feel okay on the way to your goals because you've bought into the idea that you can't be happy until you achieve them. And you have a very hard time working on your goals, doing the hard things, because you feel awful all the time, right? Because you're being so hard on yourself, which then results in usually first escapism, right? Trying to get away from feeling awful. And then after that, after you've done the binge watching or whatever it is you do, more self-flagellation, which if you don't know the word is beating yourself up ecclesiastical style. Because you feel awful in the moment, you try to get away from things. 
which means that you keep breaking promises to yourself. For example, to eat less, to get up early, to publish that reel. And then you wonder why you're so unreliable, why you can't stick to your plan. And if you keep keep this up long enough, you may actually give up completely. Or alternatively, if you have an impulsive brain like mine, decide to spend a shit ton of money on someone or something on the internet that promises a very easy and instant fix to all your problems, which I can tell you does not exist, right? This is where we hit the buy button on another course, right? Another plan, whatever we think will take us out of that pain that we've actually created ourselves. And the net result is that your self-worth will decrease in all possible areas. You will feel awful. You'll feel awful about yourself, about your life, about your capability to achieve things. And you might even have less cash, right? All thanks to so-called self-improvement. Isn't it ironic? So how do you start saying no to self-improvement? Because your brain is probably saying right now, hang on, hang on. If I don't work on improving myself, I will just sit on my divan forever and eat macarons or nachos or ice cream, whatever, whilst binge watching all the things. In other words, you tell yourself and me, lots of clients tell me, I can't be trusted to do the right thing. And this my smart friend, is the root of your problem and also the solution. You don't trust yourself to do the right thing. You think you need to be monitored, policed, supervised. You're constantly eroding your self-worth and self-trust and exhausting yourself with that 24-7 supervision. So... Let's first go there. Let's go to that scenario where you sit on your comfy couch or wherever you tend to relax. Really take some time. Picture yourself sitting there and not doing anything quote-unquote useful. How long do you think you'll last? Seriously. I give you a couple of days, a week at most, if there's a lot you're trying to get away from. Because after that, the pain of sitting on the sofa will become bigger than the pain of doing something that serves you. And you'll kind of naturally switch back to behavior that does serve you, like picking up those empty pizza boxes, having a shower, checking your inbox, etc. Is this always the case? No. If you're in so much pain that you can't be with it, you will find other ways to move away and never be with yourself. Right? This is when it's time to reach out to a therapist. If you notice you stay on the couch or you move from the couch to alcohol or whatever it is, you just cannot bear to be with the feelings, get help. But in all other cases, your brain will start to dislike the stasis more than the movement and it will help you switch back. So worst case scenario, you've done nothing for a couple of days. That's all it is, right? And instead we make it into this, we failed, we, we can never be successful, etc. We, we make it into this big drama. No, you just wasted a couple of days. You're human. That happens. And if you have a great coach, you can also avoid that, by the way. And the thing is, this isn't actually what you fear, although that might be what you're telling yourself. 
What you fear is the way you will treat yourself if you spend three days as a couch potato rather than working on your goals. You actually fear all the ways in which you're going to be an asshole to yourself. But this is something you have the power to change, right? This is great news because you can decide never to treat yourself like crap ever again, no matter what you do. And you may be thinking, listen, that's a big ask. Like I've been told I need to love myself unconditionally, etc., etc. I just can't do that. No worries. If you can't do it from unconditional love, just do it because it makes much more sense. It's much more constructive and productive. Just tell your brain, listen, I'm not going to beat myself up ever again because it doesn't get me anywhere. It's just useless, right? So say a hard no to that concept of self-improvement and instead just decide that you are utterly delightful as you are right now. You don't even need to go to perfection, right? Because that's so, what does that even mean that you're perfect? If you find that hard to believe, just say you're fabulous, you're delightful. And then set goals without the desire to improve, to fix yourself. Okay, so that's the next step, right? How do you do that? How do you set goals if you don't feel you need to be improved? Well, thank you for asking. Because <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics. You actually set goals from love, from curiosity, from desire, from excitement. So instead of, I need to lose 20 pounds so I can feel good again, try something like, wouldn't it be fun to lose 20 pounds? Wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be amazing to feel 20 pounds lighter? Can you feel the difference in your body when you change those thoughts? And it's the same with money, right? I need to make 100K so I feel safe, proud, whatever, accomplished. Wouldn't it be super exciting to make 100K? <laughs> to just see if I can do it in six months or whatever, you know, um, the time limit, limit is you want to put on it. So instead of kicking yourself in the butt, you want to invite yourself to nudge yourself towards your goal, which makes the whole process so much more fun and sustainable, right? You don't need to be miserable for a year and then at the end of the year achieve your goal and then you get to feel good. I mean, that sucks, right? That's a horrible concept. You want to feel good right now. And of course, you're going to feel bad half the time, right? But the road towards your goal is not paved with like, you know, medals of suffering and beating yourself up. So to make the whole process of goal setting more fun and more sustainable, ask yourself, and really, I want you to pause this podcast and do this, right? Ask yourself, if I believed I was completely perfect or fabulous or delightful right now, what goals would I want to set? Then make a list and notice how these goals make you feel, especially when compared to your old goals that may have made you feel miserable. 
And there's a whole process of going after your goals using feelings instead of beating yourself up, which I actually explain in podcast episode 18. So you definitely want to revisit that one too. But the most important takeaway today is stop buying into the idea that you need to be improved and that you can't be trusted to do the right thing. Instead, work from the assumption that you are perfect, fabulous, delightful right now in this moment. Set goals from love, from curiosity, from desire, from delight, and love your way towards them. Break that vicious cycle of using self-improvement to beat yourself up and your life will become so much lighter. Not to mention that it will become so much more fun and easier to achieve your goals. You still have to do things that don't feel good. Yes, of course. You'll still feel like crap sometimes, but it won't be because you're beating yourself into submission. So please be kind to yourself and your smart mind. Ditch the self-improvement and love yourself towards your goals. Have a wonderful, kind, compassionate week. Bye-bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.